0: and podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. U.N. session on Ukraine. One more opportunity to find the diplomatic way out. Deep snow, bitter cold. Hopefully the car starts so I can back it off the driveway. Rams and Bengals, Super Bowl bound. That's beautiful, baby. That's what it's all about. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan with the CBS World News Roundup. The United Nations Security Council meets today to confront the tense situation in Ukraine and the possibility of a Russian invasion. Reporting from inside Ukraine, CBS's Holly Williams says some citizen soldiers have now linked up with the country's army. On the outskirts of Ukraine's capital, these volunteers do a quick warm-up, training to fight in case there's a Russian attack. I know Russians very well. Alexei Vasilchenko works in marketing and told us he served in the Soviet army before Ukraine gained its independence from Moscow just over 30 years ago. If you wanted Peace, you should be prepared to war. Many here are urban professionals. There are military veterans and new recruits. Oleksii Ilyushan is a criminal lawyer. It makes me angry, but it's not like, ah, what am I going to do? It's, it makes me angry, like, to prepare myself. Well, there's bone-chilling cold in the northeast today, all coming on the heels of a big winter storm that made travel dangerous and cut power to thousands. CBS's Mola Lenghi. New York is digging out from more than 20 inches in some areas, while temperatures in the teens are creating a new danger. I want to remind all New Yorkers, it's going to be very, very cold. The storm brought snow from South Carolina to Maine, including nearly two feet in Boston. It was one of the city's biggest single-day January snowfalls on record. Federal prosecutors have reached a plea deal on hate crimes charges with two of the three men convicted of killing Ahmad Arbery in Georgia. Travis McMichael and his father Gregory were sentenced to life in prison. COVID case numbers are still high, but they are falling down by more than half from the peak of the Omicron surge. CBS's Meg Oliver has more on the situation facing parents of young children who aren't eligible to be vaccinated. It's a busy morning at the Lagan Negro house as their four girls get ready for school. After breakfast, mom Taryn takes four-year-old Genevieve and 22-month-old Ria to daycare. It's been pretty much nonstop. The unpredictability is crazy. That unpredictability finally led Lagan Negro to leave her corporate job in September. Whenever there was an exposure, the little ones would have to just stay home. It was impossible to really work when that was going on. How many times were your youngest sent home? I think they each had two times that they had to quarantine, 10 days for each of them. New guidance from the CDC now says children under five who are exposed to COVID-19 only need to quarantine for five days if asymptomatic, but any quarantine at all is still disruptive to daycare centers. Perfect. a Pleasant Day owner, Sandy Valcone. The hardest part for us is the constant fear of closing down classrooms. How much of a financial burden is that on you? Our teachers still get paid. Our parents have been wonderful and they have been paying. Parents are totally at their breaking point. There's a lot of Careers that are at their breaking point between healthcare workers and teachers. Parenthood is a career too. North Korea says its test fired a missile that can reach U.S. military bases in the Western Pacific. Asia correspondent Elizabeth Palmer. It soared up more than a 1,000 miles, five times as high as the International Space Station, then came down steeply and landed off North Korea's east coast. But this model, the Hwasong-12, can travel much further, over 1,800 miles, which puts U.S. military bases in Guam and Okinawa, Japan, in range. In Tokyo, Cabinet, in Tokyo, cabinet, cabinet spokesman Hirokazu Matsuno Hiro accused North Korea of threatening the peace and security of japan and the international community well, the lineup is set for super bowl 56 the los angeles rams will take on the cincinnati bengals in la the rams punched their ticket with a comeback win over arch rival san francisco to take the nfc championship sealing the 20 to 17 win on fox with a late interception garoppolo under pressure Donald got there in the air, intercepted by the Rams. In the AFC title game, Cincinnati rallied and stunned Kansas City in overtime 27-24. Bengals kicker Evan McPherson, the hero on CBS. From 31 yards, McPherson and Cincinnati is heading to the Super Bowl. In a 10-minute Instagram video, Joe Rogan apologized to Spotify for the backlash to his podcast. I am going to do my best in the future to uh, balance things out. I'm going to do my best. But my point of doing this is always just to create interesting conversations and ones that I hope people enjoy. Rogan's been accused of peddling COVID-19 and vaccine falsehoods. Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, and Nils Lofgren have pulled their music from the Spotify platform. The company says it will issue an advisory directing listeners to a hub that has advice from health experts. Now to China, where later this week, the Beijing Winter Olympics get underway. Just four days away from the opening ceremony, most of the U.S. athletes are here and they are being careful, trying to avoid any chance of possibly catching COVID. Some athletes have been in self-quarantine for weeks. Chris Plies is a member of the U.S. men's curling team. It's something that I think all of us subconsciously are like thinking about. We're getting tested every day and... You wait for those test results to come in. Any athlete testing positive will be placed in isolation and only allowed to compete after getting two negative tests within 24 hours. Steve Futterman, CBS News at the Winter Olympics in Beijing. Back here at home, there's word of the death of a former Miss USA. CBS's Deborah Rodriguez. Congratulations, North Carolina! Police in New York City say Chesley Christ, who won the pageant in 2019, jumped from her high-rise apartment building on 42nd Street. She was a lawyer and a correspondent for Extra. She saw a lot of white on the carpet, and she looked so elegant. I know. After she was crowned, Chris gave tips on Facebook for maintaining mental health. Her family says her impact will live on. Christ was 30 years old. And actor Howard Hessman has died. Cincinnati WKRP. He was the disc jockey Dr. Johnny Fever on the CBS sitcom WKRP in Cincinnati. All right, Cincinnati, it is time for this town to get down. <laughs> you got Johnny, Dr. Johnny Fever, and I am burning up in here. What? Hessman's manager says he died of complications from colon surgery. He was 81 add glass bottles to the growing list of things snagged in the supply chain distilleries and wineries are facing a glass bottle shortage that's the bread and butter of our business is selling liquor and if you have nothing to put it in there's no revenue coming in Andrew Yancey owns the tarnished truth distilling company in Virginia Beach Virginia we're having a tough time getting everything from employees to bottles to corks and you know we're doing our best to keep up with demand Diego the world's biggest liquor producer says it can't get enough glass bottles for its popular bullet bourbon. Jim Chrysillo, CBS News. Scientists at Harvard and Tufts universities have used a drug cocktail to regrow a frog's amputated legs. In a study in the journal Science Advances, a team put five drugs in a silicone cap to cut inflammation and help with blood vessel and muscle growth. It could be a step that one day helps humans regenerate. That's the Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News.